I always appreciate some well-articulated thoughts coming from Elon Musk, Donald Trump, whoever the hell else is throwing their hat into the mix. Inspire the fire inside of people again. Stoke the flames again. That's what we need. Hey, friends. It's so great to have you back. Thank you so much for clicking play. That was my buddy Frank from the Quite Frankly Show. Inspire the fire, friends. We're going to do just that in this broadcast, which has a lot of good news in it. And by the way, a long overdue thanks to Ganther Construction and Architecture. These guys are so kind to me. Every year they send me a Christmas card with a one ounce silver coin in it, stamped Ganther Construction Architecture on the back. You guys are great. Thank you so very much. And in my hand, I hold several signed copies of Nathan Reynolds' book, Snatched from the Flames. In return for your kindness, I'm going to mail you a copy of Nathan's book, Snatched from the Flames. God bless everybody who cares enough to care for others. And my thanks to all of you for tuning in. Before we start, just a quick word about our sponsor. Just when you thought it was safe, interest rates spiked and new threats have come out of nowhere. Tensions are boiling from Asia to Europe and adapting to this turmoil is the key to safeguarding your wealth. Perhaps you've not considered gold before, but now is the time. It's insurance, and right now, you need some insurance. Noble Gold Investments has been protecting investors from disaster for years with precious metals. So if you're worried, it might be time to take a fresh look at gold and silver. Gold is a multi-century proven safe haven to shield your portfolio. And right now, Noble Gold Investments is offering a free three ounce silver American virtue coin with its new IRAs this month. If you open your Noble Gold Investments IRA or 401k rollover right now, you can claim your coin today. Remember, crisis brews, gold insulates. Secure yourself and your portfolio against the threats. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com right now. noblegoldinvestments.com. It's the gold company I trust. Hey friends, welcome back. Thank you so very much for tuning in. It's Sean from SGT Report. Guys, I'm so glad to have back on the line a longtime friend and really an orchestrator of excellent podcasts. This guy does some of the best work out there. It's Frank from Quite Frankly. Let me welcome him. Then we'll show his Twitter account. Then we're going to tell you what the topic of today's show is. And uh, let's just tease it by saying this is a pretty good news show, guys. Evidence of the Great Awakening Tipping Point has arrived. Frank from Quite Frankly, how are you, sir? Sean, great to be back. It's always uh, it's always a fun time. And yes, it's always good to talk about something that we can hang our hats on, especially since we are standing at the threshold of a year that is going to require the greatest of not only intestinal, but spiritual and testicular fortitude. It's going to be a, a great one. And th I, that's why I just love... I love the the holidays so much. It's a time to really uh, just, just I don't know, it's it just to gather all the energy, all that love and all that determination and recharge for another, uh, another set of downs. And it's going to be a big one. Can you tell us before we go any further what your shirt says, your UN T-shirt? Let's start there. Oh, well, this is a this is an oldie. This is the actually the original. It's a flea market classic from like 1990. UN. Peace through terror, and I and we we just recreated this shirt. It's on my uh, it's on our official merchandise page on quitefrankly.tv. So it is finally for the first time 
in decades available to people out there. I, I couldn't find, there was no copyright holder or no, I couldn't find anything. It was just an old shirt that has been mended so many times and it's such a clear message. I said, we've got to bring this to the public again. And it's a, it's a great, it's a great, I love it. It's very comfortable too. That's funny. I've got an old pair of jeans that I absolutely love that I take to a seamstress to repatch and restitch as they get new tears in them. And my wife teases me, but they're like, an old friend, my favorite pair of jeans. I can identify with that T-shirt and having it be an old-time favorite of yours, my friend. Let me just show your Twitter. Quite frankly, at Political Orgy on Twitter or X. Are you having a hard time calling it X? I continue to call it Twitter for a variety I, I, of reasons. I, I have a, I've abandoned every last bit of will to even try to call it X. It's just Twitter for me, and that's the way it is. All right. Tell people how else they can find you. I made it very easy, uh, especially going into this year again. I just really wanted to concentrate on, quite frankly, TV. You can find me on every major platform out there to one degree or another. Um, but quite frankly, TV, that is the hub for all things related to the show. Uh, you can watch the the nightly seven o'clock broadcast there with just a click of the button. And um, and from there, all the information you need is uh, is posted. So, yeah. All righty. Now, I asked you via email when inviting you back on, and it's been far too long, to consider some of the biggest stories of 2023 and sort of a year-end recap here. But uh, today, as I was preparing, I decided in addition to that, let's share four or five of the most of the newest examples or evidences of the Great Awakening tipping point having been reached. So I'll just lead with the first one. And then you tell us where you want to go, because I've got four or five examples of the Great Awakening tipping point being reached. Number one, take a look at this. I think this is entertaining. Zero Hedge. This is recall from yesterday or the day before. I wanted to find this article, so I just typed in Zero Hedge Al Gore. Look what happens when I click on this link. Oh, 404 error. Couldn't find it. So I found it at Truth Out. Gore, Al Gore, COP28 on verge of complete failure as the pact omits fossil fuel phase out. So here's what I wrote. Line item number one in evidences of the great tipping point being reached. Al Gore, the man bear pig climate cultist, has a meltdown at COP28 as the climate grifting terrorists backpedal on banning access to fuel by 2030. All right, I'm coming back to you. The man bear pig flies around in private jets and lives in multiple mansions, and he doesn't want we the serfs to have access to fuel, and he's really upset about it. Look, I think this is a huge example of the Great Awakening being reached. The pushback from the people can no longer be ignored. These people are eugenicists, they're anti-human, and they are terrorists, just like your shirt says. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I think that uh, to, to just skip ahead to what I see as the um, one of the, the greatest things happening for us in general and also going into such a pivotal year for the entire planet is that we're seeing the rejection of everything and everyone from Oprah and The Rock and Hawaii uh, to, to people. I mean, people are tired. The other thing is there. People are tired, finally, of ducking accusations of things like anti-Semitism for literally everything. Um, and then new media and homeschooling that continues to be the splinter in the eye of, of the cabal. And they're petrified. Al Gore 
is a very, very big part of that. Not only is this whole thing collapsing and people care less and less about the uh, the, the, the phony projections that they're putting up over there, the uh, the myopic little pre uh, presentations that they've been shoving down people's throats, even though someone like uh, Al Gore or Bill Gates or the, the Royals in just their travel schedule, their itineraries alone, going from one part of the world to the other to talk about climate change, their carbon footprint, so-called, is like how many times greater than anything that we could produce on our own, going to work every day, trying to feed ourselves, you know, staving off the, the, the stifling taxation and regulation that's destroying everything. So just the itinerary that they, they that they have to go and try to preach their their climate ideology is ridiculous as far as the carbon emissions that it is putting out there. And I'll tell you, it's another reason why that on top of whatever their cause du jour is, the lunacy, the lunacy that you see coming from people, the lunacy that it takes to proclaim that having differences in opinion and differences in perspective is carries the potential to end democracy. Speaking of Al Gore most recently, who actually went out there and said that. Well, we, we see people of all types of stature talking about how we need to be able to curtail speech, whatever. But to, to go that far is absolute lunacy, and it's evidence to me that they're petrified. I love the way that new media and the unsung hero is the trends in homeschooling as well. Because whatever we are doing in a more decentralized environment where people are getting discussions they're getting news analysis entertainment from places that are not billion dollar corporate wastelands uh that in itself is a very scary thing for them especially when they need to control the way people think and the way that they see reality but when you think about homeschooling sean which i think is an amazingly positive thing where a couple of years ago we're talking about millions less children it's not just new parents who are saying we're not going to go through with the vaccine schedules and we are never going to have our child in a public school classroom or a private school classroom for that much. We're looking at it's even the people who have taken their children out of school as late as third, fourth, fifth grade and say, no, we're stopping here and we're reclaiming our child's minds and our child's future. The fact that we have millions of American children alone that in the next 10 to 15 years are going to be active players in society, having been kept free from this kind of this 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 insanity at least to have their head clear of that fog enough to go out there and want to create new families and want to be able to buck the system and to perpetuate new ways of educating and and entertaining and all that i think that the trends are amazing now the real question is as we're trending upward and they're trending downward, what the hell comes down? What anvil is dropped? What are they? What stink bombs and grenades are they going to are they going to detonate on the way out the door? Because uh, the, the, everybody's racing for the finish line. Uh, only one person has Only one side has positive momentum, but the other side has all the weapons. They have all the tools, all the toys that they built up for the last hundred years, and those are the big unanswered questions about what's coming our way and what the outcome is going to be. I should put you on the spot. It wouldn't surprise me if you have this. Do you have a soundbite? How dare you from Greta? How dare you? Normally you play those on the shows. I wouldn't be surprised if you have it. But how dare you criticize Al Gore? How no. dare you? He's done so much for us. He, he cares about the people. He cares about the children. 
you mentioned something really important. And uh, without having said it, we're talking about false flag terror. And those mechanisms, those systems of control used to work almost flawlessly. Case in point, 9-11. We were all whipsawed after 9-11. I have friends that joined the military because they wanted to go kill the boogeyman in the caves in Afghanistan because dot, 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 9-11. Never mind World Trade Center 7 collapsing at freefall speed in the afternoon and the BBC reporting about it early. Jane Stanley standing there saying the Solomon Smith Brothers building has collapsed as it smolders behind her. Ten minutes later, it did collapse. So their false flag acts of terror aren't working as well anymore. In fact, I'd say because of the Internet, because of sleuths on the Internet, they're almost called out the same day they happen in most cases. So, again, I don't think they have the cards left to play that they used to have. Certainly the hand they're holding in a game of poker is not nearly as strong as it was 20 years ago, Frank. No, 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 no. And and I think that that's why ultimately and I'm very curious about this one aspect is that ultimately, if you're ever going to really do any, it has to come down to lights out. It has to come down to lights out. It has to come down to complete, especially since they lost total control of Twitter. Twitter is not a perfect place by any means, but what has happened to it in the last two years, I know that there's, there's, there's plenty of people who have been perma banned and that has not gotten around and only the biggest a listers who have everybody else, uh, you know, kind of, you know, supporting their cause are able to win any kind of favor with the King and his court over there, Elon Musk, but still it is an outlier. You know, what, what Twitter is in the grand scope of what, Uh, Silicon Valley puts out there as far as social media goes. uh, I mean, that alone can be a very that that can take everything down. One of those cogs in the wheel, if that goes away, the whole clock falls apart because it was the only reason why that they were able to do what they did prior to the acquisition was uh, they had every last major platform kept on lock. So um, there's a lot that they don't have. You can tell that there is a lot of craziness and a lot of um, a lot of uh, instability and, and uncertainty, especially for them. But uh, that's why ultimately, I, ultimately, I wonder how the cyber attack forecasting and how the ability to just turn the lights and disrupt communication across the board is going to be used in the grand scheme of whatever the heck we're about to sail into. Yeah. Well, this Twitter subject is number three on my list. So we're going to get there and uh, I want to play a clip from Jimmy Dore, who says Alex Jones is right and he's been right pretty much his entire life. But we'll get there in just one second. Um, You know, what I should do is for those who haven't heard the man bear pig getting so angry at COP28 about we the people getting our information from sources that aren't officially approved. He's having a total meltdown because they're losing the war for hearts and minds because their propaganda isn't being obeyed, you know, lock, stock and barrel anymore. It's not even being listened to. I mean, it's Compare and contrast the audiences that some in the alt media have compared to CNN or MSNBC. Guys, just take a look at the numbers. The math doesn't lie, unlike the climate cultists who lie about the math constantly. I'll just play this last portion of the clip from Al Gore having a total hissy fit. I've never heard somebody sound so consistently angry as the man bear pig. Listen to this. What's weaponized is another form of AI, not artificial intelligence, artificial insanity. (laughs) <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. QAnon is just the best known version oh. of artificial in, in, insanity. Oh and these uh, devices are the enemies uh, of 
self-government and they're the enemies of democracy. We need reforms for both democracy and capitalism. Both, are, both sets of reforms are possible. All right. Sounds a little bit like the inclusive capitalism Linda Rothschild's been talking about, which means everything for the banksters and nothing for we the people. The serfs get nothing. Al Gore, he wants to fix democracy through a system of controls. What does that even mean? Does he know what the word democracy means? By the way, we live in a democratic republic, not a democracy, Frank, as you well know. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. And and it, it's crazy. But, you know, you're, you're looking at this old, unhip tool bag that's up there trying to like I, I wonder what the what the scene in his hotel room the night before was when he came up with the new acronym for AI artificial insanity which means what fake it's so funny just like Biden come on Jack yeah it's like what what what, what does fake insanity mean simulated I mean, what, what I, I just don't even get it but but of course he's playing to an audience that you know will clap and think he's clever and and you know was uh, st still very relevant and it's it's just all ridiculous and then to go and lean on QAnon uh references as as some kind of oh my gosh to lean on that especially with all of the nonsense that you have sh that you have sold people over the years for every from everything from client to modern medicine oh my gosh my gosh it's so tired. I, it this is. is my point. Their playbook is worn out. They're out of touch. They're all getting really old really fast. We could talk about Soros's son. Boy, you want to talk about the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. What a nightmare that kid is. But uh, let me just move on to this next line item because I think it's very interesting. Here's what I wrote. The Salem Wicked Witch Elizabeth Warren goes full tit bankster despotism as she proclaims Bitcoin and crypto should be killed in favor of a climate safe central bank digital currency, CBDC. When a tyrant speaks, not only listen, but believe them. Let's listen to this clip and then I want you to help me break this down as this sycophant smiles and tries to look earnest at her guest who probably got the questions beforehand, just like Gensler did, and the proposed answers, Frank. Take a look at this. Is it possible to design a central bank digital currency that does not require miners to perform random number generation puzzles? Uh, yes, it is. And could you design it so it wouldn't consume more energy than a middle-sized country? Uh, yes, you can. And could we have a central bank digital currency that doesn't exacerbate the climate crisis and undermine environmental justice? What? Wait, what? Uh, is that? I, I, I think you could build a central wait. bank digital currency which does not consume vast amounts of energy, yes. Good. I'm glad to hear this. Look, cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin are terrible for the environment. And that would be true regardless of whether we were getting anything productive out of that energy usage or not. The fact that we're not makes it even more scandalous. One of the easiest and least disruptive things we can do to address the climate crisis is Wait. crack down on environmentally wasteful cryptocurrencies. And please, Sean, now Sean, is the please time to do explain it. To me. I and know now is the time. Okay, here's the thing, man. They're all hypocrites. This is the point I made with Bix Weir in my last interview. They're all hypocrites. But what's worse is every despotic, tyrannical thing they want to do, like banning our fuel and banning crypto and Bitcoin to save Mother Earth, is all in the name of the climate crisis and environmental justice. And people are waking up to this grift. But there you go. Environmental justice is is one of those 
don't know, commie gobbledygook, no, no doubt about it. But you, you've got to explain something to me, uh, especially since you understand cryptocurrencies a lot better than I do. Uh, their application, them as, as a, uh, as just a, um, I don't know, as, as a technology. Mm-hmm. Can you please tell me at least what, how they try to explain how digital currency harms the environment is there some how how is that so well they keep lying and i'll give you one example the most recent narrative by the mainstream media is every bitcoin transaction uses up an olympic-sized swimming pools worth of water so that's the latest lie but in addition to that they're full of crap that's why just like they are about the climate change issue but the way they're lying now about crypto and bitcoin bitcoin uses all of the computers around the world that mine bitcoin to protect the network and validate the transactions that uses energy so when people say bitcoin has no intrinsic value they're missing the fact that it is the largest most secure computing network on planet earth and in addition to the energy they use to mine and protect the Bitcoin network, in the view of these sycophantic people who hate humanity, they'd say, well, that energy use is a problem. But here's the thing. There are now really smart people like Bukele in El Salvador. They're setting up mining equipment using the energy from a volcano. I'm not making that up. And other really smart people are using, you've seen these uh, offshooting natural gas wells that continue to just flare all day long. They have to output the natural gas to nowhere because it's not part of the network yet, or there's not enough demand for it. Bitcoin miners are now harnessing that energy from energy from you know, fuel that's just being wasted all day long. So these people are never intellectually honest about anything. And they will have you believe, if you're to believe their lies, that Bitcoin and crypto is used to launder money and traffic in children. And it's only used for nefarious things. When you and I both know the dollar is chief in those uses. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Cash is, I mean, I love cash. Um, and especially and especially the, the U.S. dollar in particular, what's going on there and to digitize this, you know, that, that's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous on the face of it. And I can't I wouldn't even be able to I'd have to start researching to see what the hell she's talking about. But it's so ridiculous on the face of it. When you think about all of the wasteful uh, ways that energy is produced and used and wasted around the world. Um, and, and again, even in the in the, 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 the grand scheme of what they say is really harming the 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 world what the west what the once liberal west produces as far as pollution goes is nothing compared to what the coal burning uh uh you know a- a- asian and and uh, and african com- uh, countries are, are are putting out there so it's just one of those one of those things where you you hear people they get onto these streams you have one elected official and you have all these bureaucrats and they all get onto a stream that it's meant to be consumed by uh, doting idiots out there in the public. And and you think that they're talking with some kind of authority, with some kind of uh, exclusively uh, uh, gathered information. And it, it just on the face of it, it, it sounds unbelievable. And it usually is. How the hell can a cryptocurrency be harming the planet compared to, I don't know, uh, the wind farms? Wind farm. I mean, it's some of the green technology they put out there the, themselves is is so inefficient. It's killing it's, birds. It's killing yeah. the whales. They're always disingenuous. All they do is lie. As they say in the West, we should limit our access to fuels. In fact, get rid of all of what they call fossil fuels. And you and I both know 
the energy, the oil does not come from dead dinosaurs. Okay. Right. It's abiotic. It's produced by the earth itself. And oil has been discovered far, far deeper. I think 26,000 feet below the earth's crust. There's no dinosaur bones that deep, but they lie about everything, right? We should give up our access to fuels in the West to save mother earth as on a weekly basis, China's putting up at least one or two, three coal powered plants a week. So all they do is lie and people are waking up to it, Frank. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. There's uh, there's there's a lot there to be unpacked. I've got another line item for you. And if you have anything on your list, you have screen share capability, too. But uh, Alex Jones, Twitter poll, 70 percent favored the return of the most banned man in the world to Twitter. Jones was once considered a fringe conspiracy theorist. Now he's as mainstream as Apple Pie and Tesla's. Isn't it crazy? Listen to this clip from Jimmy Dore. You ready? Yeah. You know, Jimmy Dore is right. Oh, yeah. This guy does a phenomenal job. This is what I wish I could be doing on YouTube, but I got banned. Somehow he's still up there. But every single day, he sounds a little bit more like me, a little bit more like you and a little bit more like Alex Jones. And he sounded this way for at least a couple of years. Listen to this. Look at all the uh, predictions that Alex Jones actually got right. Of September, that the new policy is being written. You will all have to wear masks again, and so will airport employees. It's happening. Mask mandates are officially back. We know the Joint Chiefs of Staff wanted to blow up airliners, Baltimore Sun, or if you let some terrorist group do it, like the World Trade Center, we know who to blame. And if there was an outside threat like a bin Laden, who was a known CIA asset in the 80s. This group and its leader, a person named Osama bin Laden, he's the boogeyman they need. We're looking at a giant. How the hell did he know that? How did he know that? Well, I can tell you, he reads the documents. You know, the famous lines from Alex Jones. I have the documents. He waves in front of your face. Do you know, I've been listening to that man, Alex Jones, since 1998. So say what you want about him, dear friends. He helped wake me up and a bunch of other folks who might still be sleepwalking if there was no Alex Jones in the world. Oh, yeah. Well, listen, definitely a catalyst. He has been a very, very important catalyst. No doubt about it. And, um, Man, I uh, it is crazy to see how that's one of those uh, names that you cannot mention anywhere to the point where now and just it, it, within the course of a week is literally uh, unreachable because he's doing the biggest interviews on the everybody wants to talk to Alex Jones now. It it, it really is a crazy, crazy turnaround. And, um, and and I think it's one of those chaos factors for 2024 that is is pretty welcome in my book. I don't I don't you know, I don't. I don't put any faith in the abilities or the, uh, you know, any one person over the other. I just think that it's really cool to have a diverse media landscape and, uh, and let's see what shakes out in the end. It's good to have his, uh, his name in the mix, but you know, you know, it's somebody else who's, who's actually been right. Pretty, pretty often is your friend, Liz Crokin. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta I've got her, her coming back on next week. I've never, I've never spoken with her. I'd love to have her on my show one day too, but I'll tell you, um, she has been right about a lot. Elon Musk, in particular, when when he he set off a lot of a lot of uh, uh, panicked fact checkers, as they call them, when he uh, when he engaged in anything that was PizzaGate related or PizzaGate uh, adjacent, it was it was pretty incredible. That that was what two three weeks ago when that happened. Yeah. Well, let me show you this. I'm so glad you mentioned Liz. I literally have her coming on next week, and we haven't spoken in like three years. Again, far oh, yeah. too long. Yeah, check this out. So this does look AI generated, this image. All right, I'll grant you that. But 
it does remind me of the alleged Wayfair storage unit Pizzagate scandal a few years ago. So if you look at this image here, low in stock, only one left, $4,000, pizza file, instant download, encrypted, yummy yum pizza. What do you think that means, folks? Are you going to throw four grand at it? Well, probably only if you're a really satanic pedophile, but let me scroll down. Liz Crokin. There she is. Jimmy Falk retweeted this. It's aged quite well. This is a clip from an interview I did with SGT report in 2017. Liz says, I explain how the deep state is out for President Trump because he was and still is taking down the satanic pedophile cabal. Why? Why are they trying to get this democratically elected president impeached? The answer is pedogate. The answer is sex trafficking. President Trump is the first president in the history of the United States that has vowed to go after not only pedophiles, but the elite pedophiles, okay? The world is run by elite pedophiles. I'll just pause it there. And for anybody who thinks that's hyperbole or a little over the top, I want to remind you, and Frank, you know this well, under the current puppet in chief, 85,000 immigrant children have vanished. They've come over the border and with the assistance of HHS, did you see the interview with the whistleblower from HHS? Yes. Lamenting the fact that these children are given over to guardians who it's very clear are not their parents. And in some cases, one case that was testified about a hundred children given to a guardian. And when they go to the home, there's no children there. These children have vanished because not Trump, because Joe Biden is sitting in the Oval Office. So for anybody who doubts what she's saying, 85,000 children have vanished. Do you want to guess what happened to these children, folks? Do you want to guess? Do you want to even think about it? Because it'll keep you up at night. And you know what? That is just from that. That's just from essentially identity less children who are, uh, you know, the, the offspring of foreign nationals that are coming over, and many of them are traveling alone too, that are just coming from one land to another strange land and disappearing into the fog, and nobody is the wiser that they were ever here because they're, they're just completely unaccountable, which is the crazy thing about the southern border in uh, it, it, as a whole. You can't even say, oh, it's bad down there. It's getting worse. It's gone. The southern border has been gone, and what's happening down there is just the thing that nightmares are made of. I was talking with, let's just talk about something a little bit more on the books. I had a guest on, I think last Monday, her name is Megan Fox, and she does a lot of reporting for PJ Media. You'd actually have a good time talking with her. And she does a lot of reporting for PJ Media and other outlets about CPS, the horror stories of CPS, and also this rising trend in medical kidnapping that's going on in this country. And when I asked her about CPS in particular, she was talking about the, the, the missing child rates there, where these are children who are already on the books, officially in custody. They're in CPS's custody who are just, they can't be found. They're all, they're in custody, government control. And they can't be found. And also uh, the, the rate at which a lot of these um, a lot of these accusations that break up families and and uh, and and take children away from their their rightful parents and guardians. Eighty uh, percent of those situations of the, the predicate that they give themselves to take children away 
uh, are they usually end up becoming unfounded. And along the way, children are lost, they're abused, they're given to uh, they're given to terrible foster homes and and uh, and and temporary guardians. Parents, out of desperation, are killing themselves. It's uh, it's a really really unsettling time. So you think about what's happening on the watch of the United States government and organizations like Child Protective Services. Um, and then you think about what can happen and what is happening along the southern border where it is just totally, totally fly by night and nobody really has a, a real understanding of, of, of the exactitudes of the, that traffic. Just when you thought it was safe, interest rates spiked and new threats have come out of nowhere. Tensions are boiling from Asia to Europe and adapting to this turmoil is the key to safeguarding your wealth. Perhaps you've not considered gold before, but now is the time. It's insurance, and right now, you need some insurance. Noble Gold Investments has been protecting investors from disaster for years with precious metals. So if you're worried, it might be time to take a fresh look at gold and silver. Gold is a multi-century proven safe haven to shield your portfolio. And right now, Noble Gold Investments is offering a free three ounce silver American virtue coin with its new IRAs this month. If you open your Noble Gold Investments IRA or 401k rollover right now, you can claim your coin today. Remember, crisis brews, gold insulates. Secure yourself and your portfolio against the threats. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com right now. noblegoldinvestments.com. It's the gold company I trust. And nobody really has a, a real understanding of, of, of the exactitudes of the, that traffic. You know, I usually have pretty good recall on the fly with names. But do you remember the name of that East Coast senator, the female, who then died mysteriously? And they say her husband killed her in a murder-suicide. But she blew the whistle on child trafficking and CPS years and years and years ago. And she quantified what an evil system it is in certain states, probably not every state, but child trafficking is real and CPS is involved and they murdered her for it. Oh, okay. here it is. I think it's Nancy Schaefer. Where is she from? Georgia. Georgia. Okay. Nancy Schaefer. Let me just see if I'm right here. Schaefer became a prominent conservative political activist in Georgia in the 80s. She subsequently ran for mayor of Atlanta. She was elected to the state Senate in 2004 for the Northern State 50th District, where she served until she was defeated by Jim Butterworth. Oh, here it is. Throughout her career as an activist and politician, she was a champion of Christian conservative causes opposing the Department of Child Protective Services, Department of Children and Families. After four years of investigation, she published a report titled The Corrupt Business of CPS. And she was found dead in her home with her beloved husband of 40 or 50 years. He was dead, too. And they say it was a murder suicide. I can't tell you how totally unfathomable that is. A loving husband, a loving wife, married forever. She was just a truth teller and she got too truthy and they whacked her. Yeah. And it's uh, unfortunately that's a tale as old as time in itself. That um, That's just that's the way of it. And, and I wonder now going forward. Probably a CIA hit, too. Sorry. A few years before her death, she had published and promoted a report titled The Corrupt Business of Child Protective Services, leading to a conspiracy theory surrounding her murder. Schaefer was found dead at her home in Georgia on March 26, 2010, with a single gunshot wound to her back, along with her husband of 52 years, Bruce. Are you kidding me? Hunter Biden just skipped out on his testimony 
And he doesn't want he's angry, by the way, that his naked photos got out. But the mainstream media is not talking about the naked photos of him with little children in China. Right. I wonder why that is, Frank. I know. I know. And in and, and, and the, the crazy thing about all that there, too, is that we're talking about we're only ever talking about uh, tax avoidance, tax avoidance on money made through bribery. <laughs> it's just yeah. like. He didn't he didn't properly report his bribe money. And this is exactly so you want to talk about myopic fine focusing and trying to block out everything around it. I mean, that's just what it is. It's always just the same thing. Very, very controlled. And um, and to be expected, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. In upside down world, in clown world. Hey, let me play this clip. It's my next line item here in the Great Awakening proofs. Putin declares terrorist Klaus Schwab, and I would add Soros to that, is a legitimate military target. And let me just play, we'll just play the clip here of Putin in his own words, not mentioning necessarily Soros or Klaus Schwab, but mentioning the problem that you and I were just covering in the West and in the United States and Europe specifically. Listen to this. He even called out the WF's normalization of pedophilia, declaring it the ultimate destruction of the family, designed to destroy all cultures and national identity. See what they do to their own peoples, the destruction of the family, culture, and national identity? The norm of their life, and I would add the United Nations, wants to legalize sexual relations between children and adults, the United Nations wants you to believe, dear listener, that having sex with children is up to the child as long as you're within 10 years of age of the child. So in that case, a 20 year old could have sex with a 10 year old. And then when they get busted, the 20 year old could say, well, the child consented. We live in upside down world, man. Well, have you ever did a little? I'm sure you have. But the digging into U.N. so-called peacekeeping forces uh how bad the sexual abuse problem yeah, they're rapists all over the world especially in africa especially in africa especially i was going to bring that up it's, yeah i mean so that that's just um that's what hey you, let me ask you this because i know you are you are one to consider theories i've had a lot of people get in touch with me and they've we they've uh they've dealt theories to me and uh, that they have about why uh why they may people around here especially that are trying to figure out ways of dealing with all the the overflow in foreign nationals, illegal aliens that are just laying around and now freezing on the streets of New York. Um, and that, that I wonder how many how many headlines that's going to make when they start finding dead foreign nationals frozen to death on Fifth Avenue. But um, there is this uh, there is this thought about moving migrants into ready or at least pop up camps inside of national or national or state forests um, and national and state parks. No and way. then there's this other, which I thought was interesting, just from a missing 411 standpoint. Like, what is that going to re result in? How many disappearances then? And what's really going on inside of those uh, those parks? But the other thing I, that people have been wondering is, what happens? What happens when the so-called pathway to citizenship that everybody's always talking about now is uh, it, it? It involves offering any number of the tens of millions of illegal aliens that are here right now, the ability to serve in the military that is currently being purged of what they call white supremacists, but we all know what that is code for. 
Um, they are in offering up this way of pretty much turning the United States military into what we have always theorized was going to be a a uh, a domestic deployment of the blue helmets. Would that not just be another iteration of the U.N. here in in the U.S.? So people have been looking out a lot for those types of thoughts being rolled out about pathway to citizenship and bargaining uh, for uh, military-aged males who have just crawled over the border under the cover of darkness to just join the military for a couple of years and, uh, you know, wear the flag on their arm even though they have no real connection to the country. And essentially you have an international force right here gallivanting as American patriots in in uniform. And I thought that was really interesting and something to look out for because I think that would be a little bit less conspicuous than uh, a, a, you know actual landing craft of blue helmets coming to New York and Miami. This is exactly what I've been worried about. And uh, I don't recall where it was. It was on Twitter. I think I retweeted it at some point, but it was testimony from a taxi driver who's talking to one of these young military aged men in the back of his taxi. And the young man explained that he was here essentially through the UN, the United Nations, and was given money and was just awaiting orders. And the only difference between an official invasion by foreign armies is these men aren't wearing uniforms and they're not openly carrying weapons. But if they were, then the mainstream media could not ignore this invasion. So I do worry about what you're saying. We've got all these young military aged men who knows who brought them in here, but they're not coming with wives. They're not coming with children unless they're trafficking children. And they're now in major American cities awaiting orders. So I worry about that. And we know that recruitment, we know that recruitment is just not happening anymore. Um, Not all the over 70, I think over 70 to 75% of of eligible American youth that is across both female and male. They are physically incapable of doing the job. They wouldn't even pass the physical requirements. That's on top of the fact that they've been trying to use cartoons and, and uh, you know, Tammy has two mommy commercials to try to get kids to, to join the military. It's not working. And it's, and especially when you see what people like Lloyd Austin, Lloyd Austin and, and Mark Milley have really put all their attention to, to weeding out and understanding white rage and the DEI initiatives that have destroyed everything that you can consider. I mean, I, I'm sure you have plenty of your audience members who are former and maybe current military who um who are are dismayed with what's going on around them and uh, and especially from the standpoint of readiness to be able to prepare to to uh, to defend the nation from the the day that maybe there was actually a legitimate threat to our survival i don't know how anything that's going on in israel and gaza or in in uh, in ukraine in between russia and ukraine is an imminent threat to us it's definitely an imminent threat to the business dealings of the people who pretend to represent us but I mean, imagine there was actually a real threat that that does happen from time to time in human history. And um, and now there is just just no way for the military to make any reasonable gains in recruitment. You start thinking, well, uh, maybe this is it. You're, you're trying to purge the military of anything that they think is extremist, which is a a even a faint allegiance to the Constitution, which is supposed to be the center ground in our country. It's not supposed to be a far right document. It's actually supposed to be the nucleus around which we orbit with all of our different ideas. 
And uh, so they want all that out of there. So if you're purging them of any kind of real pro-American fighting force, the military, and if you're also having a hard time recruiting, then what are you going to be filling the ranks with? Well, why not have a second? Why not have a little bit more inconspicuous U.N. army? I mean, our House of Representatives is essentially the U.N. anyway. They care about everything but domestic interests. So think about it. It makes the most sense that perhaps we, we never will see blue helmets on American soil. Perhaps they'll just put on American fatigues. And yeah, that's a good point. With a criminal administration like this one, anything is possible. And uh, we'll move on to maybe the final proof of the Great Awakening. And then I want to ask you about an interview you did with somebody. Uh, but let me just play this clip. This guy, the imposter in chief, he really, really, really hates Caucasians very, very much, despite being one. He thinks that we white people are the biggest threat to the domestic homeland. Imagine that. I would argue it's unlike any other large country in the world. So there's a second thing in that black box, an unrelenting stream of immigration, nonstop, nonstop. Folks like me who were Caucasian of European descent for the first time in 2017 will be in an absolute minority in the United States of America. All right. So do you believe this guy got 81 million votes? Because I can tell you there's a lot of African-American people who hate him as much as I do. There's a lot of people now living in poverty or very near poverty that weren't living in poverty when Trump was president. And I'm not going to blow the whistle. I'm not going to be like proselytizing for Trump. I'm just saying this clown did not get 81 million votes. And we, the people now live in a banana republic, Frank. Yeah. And and and, and as you know, since we're talking about internationalism here and uh, and globalism, that he even got the, the, the motto for his campaign from the UN, from the WEF. You know, the Build Back Better nonsense. And you you look at all the other Build Back Better uh, freaks around the world who are so-called re- or supposedly representing their own country's interest, whether it be Ireland or Scotland, the UK, uh, in general, uh, uh, Canada. How many times we see somebody who stands up and says that their own country is too white, that Ireland is too, that Scotland is too white. What is what is Scotland without Scottish people without I mean, we're talking about countries that are actually ethno states. I mean, you are ethnically Scottish. You are ethnically German. You know, over here in the United States, we have something else that's going on here. Uh, we have more of a creedal co- uh, culture, um, but but we, we know what our roots are and we know what's deliberately being done to us. And all of these people really do have a mandate that is the white Eurocentric pro-democracy, pro, uh, you know, uh, pro-individual liberty culture needs and Christian culture needs to be wiped out and demonized as quickly as possible. And it looks it's it's even more pathetic because it comes across as self-loathing when some old creep like Joe Biden talks about how how happy he is that he is in the the minority as if that is that 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 in itself is a good thing for the world. Why? Why? I mean, I just, I, I don't get it, but uh, they have a plan and there's nothing to get outside of that. I mean, you just, uh, it's, uh, it, it, it's just playing out wherever the hell it is. And that creep Mayorkas, that guy, I don't even want to know what his home life is like. He is a very, very sinister creep. I got, I get Patrick Bateman vibes from that, that, that snake. American psycho. Although I don't think he's American. Certainly, uh, 
he's pledged his allegiance to another nation state, probably before ours. Uh, but you mentioned a mandate. The mandate that Biden has is from the unelected bureaucrats in Brussels in the United Nations. So we're talking Rockefeller. We're talking Rothschild. We're talking the international criminal banksters, the same people Elizabeth Warren reports to. So, again, I think this is all part of the Great Awakening because we the people have the roadmap to yep. take our country back. It's called the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence. We know that our Washington, D.C. government is now a corporate government that does not. It has been taken over in a hostile takeover by internationalists that not only don't represent we the people, they hate us. They despise us and they despise our children, which is why they rolled out a bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine in 2020, which brings us to our last news item. Pfizer shares plunge on gloomy 2024 outlook. Quote, we are acutely aware that all these uncertainties are making it difficult to project the future revenues of Pfizer and are also affecting our stock price. Well, what are these uncertainties? The uncertainties revolve around the fact that the bioweapon masquerading as vaccines have lost their new penny shine as the world wakes up to the reality of the lie. Again, another line item of proof. The Great Awakening is real, Frank. Yep. Yes. And I, and I would like to say, again, which is really to your point across all these these several top the, the several topics that we covered today that it is always uh, it, it's fine to acknowledge the the workings of the enemy it's fine to really be able to analyze and, and see all right this is what we're up against and this this is how bad it's gotten and perhaps we have a an understanding of what the origin story all is but going forward there's nothing but light there's nothing but light to look forward to. It's going to be a really, really hard slog. And most of the sacrifices that we're going to have to make, the efforts that we're going to have to make is on an individual level. It's good to hold dear and near to us our history, our culture, especially the culture, the, uh, the, the, the philosophical document that is the Constitution. What went into that? The history, the 700 years of democratic history in Europe that led to the, uh, the, 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 the Constitution. That's stuff that we need to have with us. As far as what we have right now, I don't think there's a restoration of Washington, D.C. I don't think there is. I, I think that there is always going to be. I think we're at the end of that that cycle of, you know, uh, of the height, the death, the and then, of course, the the decay and then renewal of something else. And we need to be the 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 bearers of really, really good spiritual reality and good history going into those rebuilding phases to, to leave something off to the generations that are coming after us because it's all going to be we, we we can lay the cornerstone of something new i think that in any human lifetime you think about how long it's taken to take uh, to how long it's taken to this point to bring the american republic down to the the foundation that it is right now to watch this breakaway nation built on top of the old foundation of the old republic but you think about how that is that's several lifetimes you know, over to, you know, to close to 250 years. Now you think about what we have an opportunity to do. I think that it would be wonderful, wonderful to continue to continue pushing the needle in the way that we are doing with raising public consciousness, with raising the, the, the spiritual awareness of that, of a very, very spiritual war that we're fighting outside of the kinetic aspects to it, the biological aspects to it, and to lay the cornerstone that's all we need to do. We need to keep our wits about us. We have to enjoy our lives while we can. It's good to be aware, but it's very, very important not to be inundated by all this stuff because it can take 
It can take the wind right out of your sails. So we got to be aware, but we also have to remember and prioritize enjoying life. It goes by very, very fast. And we're not going to, I don't believe we're going to be here to see the, uh, the, 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 the peak of the mountain and the new, the new rebirth of, um, of a cycle that's been going on forever. We got to lay the cornerstone and we got to leave really, really good ideas to bright new generations. That that's, that's my outlook. And that's what keeps me really happy. Well, I like your philosophy. Um, one last topic. I would say this though, to get to that place, you just described one of the cornerstones has got to be honest money. Now, I don't care if that honest money takes the form of a basket of commodities like oil and gold and silver and platinum and Bitcoin. I don't care what the honest money is, but it has to be money that's honest, that does not steal from the people through inflation because we trade our labor and our energy for their fiat money. And this GD, God forbidden, fiat printing press across the country, across the world that's controlled by Rothschild and these international banksters, this has got to be brought to an end if humanity stands a chance. And I'll just make the point again, people like Elizabeth Warren and John Fetterman, the senator who can't speak, he's one of the sponsors of her bill to ban crypto. These people are ideologically aligned against human beings. They stand with banksters. They stand with the anti-humanists. And that's the point Elon Musk just made in his roundtable interview with Andrew Tate, Alex Jones, Vivek Ramaswamy was there, and a bunch of other people. And Elon said, look, I'm a pro-humanist. I'm not an anti-humanist. I'm a pro-human being person. I want humanity to flourish and expand because the alternative to that is extinguishing humanity and uh, killing us off. And he knows it. And he's saying it openly. Yeah. And it's you need just to common sense to stand with humanity as people like Al Gore and Elizabeth Warren and the Rothschilds are aligned against humanity. It's never been more clear, Frank. It's so good for people to hear good things that and, that and that's what it is. You know, that's why I said some of my favorite moments. I think the most important moments in the in the in Donald Trump's first term was some of the speeches that he delivered for Fourth of July at Mount Rushmore and other play the U.N. Um, what what change what a legislative change do speeches bear with them? Nothing, nothing. But when you get to the point where we are where so much you're talking about pro-human, anti-human. Well, the thing that really makes a human human is their spirit. It's our ambitions. It's our, it's our, our ability to love, to, to give and receive love, and to, and to go out there and to create. And that is when you take away a person's spirit and you have completely uh, severed them from that kind of divine source of joy in just being here in in the moment and, and and being a part of the race and having a having a wonderful time and uh and of course taking everything it is to be human there's ups and downs but it's a wonderful beautiful ride and when you take that out of out of people and that's what you do when you when you limit the way that they speak you limit the kinds of ways that they can express themselves that you limit the way that they can travel you limit the what jobs they can have without paying uh paying a, a, a Pfizer uh, a you know, with your genetics to be able to go and work and provide for your family. When you do everything in your power to put hurdles in front of free humanity so they have to pay for the right to have a drink of water is uh, is something that is, is, is so demonic and diabolical 
And to be on the other side of that and to, at that point, at least just give a rousing speech to remind people of what is good and what is right. Is that going to change anything in the halls of Congress? No, no, not at first, but it will inspire people. And we are not going to do anything without individual people being inspired to act and go forward and do something for their communities and have that spread and have those little beads of water collect into an ocean. That's exactly what we need right now. And that's why um, I, I, I applaud people who maybe I'm, you know, I'm, I'm on the fence about or whatever the hell, at least saying something in a very public way that'll inspire somebody el elsewhere from doing something that will help the greater good. That, and, and that's it. And the greater good is all about individuals reclaiming their sovereignty and, and acting in accordance with each other's, you know, to, to, to be, to be voluntarily, to voluntarily involved and not coerced. And that's exactly what we're going on here. We're fighting against coercion. And I, I always, I always appreciate some well-articulated thoughts coming from Elon Musk, Donald Trump, whoever the hell else is throwing their hat into the mix, inspire the fire inside of people. Again, stoke the flames again. That's what we need inspire the fire i'm jotting that down i like that let me support you and then we're going to talk about one last subject maybe briefly because i know we're going long here so it's dependent on your schedule and ability to talk but uh, let me just say truth and common sense when spoken by leaders be they president bukele in el salvador vivek ramaswamy donald j trump joe rogan or alex jones whoever your favorite leader is i don't care but when common sense and truth are spoken by folks like that, they can change the zeitgeist by infecting people with the spirit of hope and courage instead of fear and despair. Because what does Al Gore and Elizabeth Warren and Joe Biden prey on? Fear and despair. So we are winning the war for the hearts and minds and the great awakening is real, which leads me to this last news item. I wanted to talk to you about this. You interviewed the very interesting researcher Ashton Forbes about mm. its MH370X investigation. So the reason I want to bring this up is I want your thoughts on him. He seems like one of the most articulate people I've ever listened to. He's very smart on these subjects, but it reminds me that Nikola Tesla technology, hidden technology exists, which brings us into the realm of UFOs, technology so advanced it could be indistinguishable from magic or UFOs from outer space. And Von Braun's last card, you know, he famously told Carol Rosen over the four years they knew each other that the last card, Carol, the last card they would play is the alien card, the UFO card, and it will all be a lie. So Freescale Semiconductor Superconductor Technology, MH370X and Ashton Forbes. Let me play this video. I meant to be playing this the whole time, but uh, let me just play this as we're talking. What did you make of Ashton Forbes? I know you did a very long, in-depth interview with him. Well, uh, it was it was very compelling, and I had been waiting a while. I saw that the uh, that all of his all of his um, investigations into this started in August, even though the video in question that you're playing right now was posted four days after the disappearance four. of the aircraft. By the way, guys, three videos from two stereoscopic satellites and one U.S. military drone. Okay, that's at least in part what you're seeing here. And by the way, this was shot in pitch dark at night. But uh, yeah, the orbs circling the plane are said to be superconductor technology and perhaps hidden technology that the U.S. military possesses. I think, you know, here's now right now, if you if you follow Ashton Forbes, what's going on? Uh, he, he was on my show on Thursday on Friday, the 8th. 
that is when Kim.com came out and said that I consider this debunked. There was this guy that came forward and said he he provided raw files for the video and all that stuff. But that has not actually met the uh, the threshold for for anything. No, nobody's actually come forward. And there's like over one hundred fifty thousand dollars of of a reward that's been put out for the hoaxer. Um, and now the debunk has been debunked. There's like a debunking war going on right yeah. now. Yeah, there is. Well, by the way, Kim.com offered a $100,000 reward for the original video, Sands the Orbs. So the assumption was, look, this is legit video of MH370 shot by two stereoscopic U.S. satellites and one U.S. military drone. But the orbs, that part's been faked, but nobody's been able to debunk it. Kim.com offered 100 grand as a reward. Other people piled on. So if Kim.com is now saying it's been debunked, did he pay the 100000 to whoever debunked oh. it? No, because no, because I'm telling you, it's it's a very good and I, I want to have Ashton back on in uh, in January. He said he wanted to come back either way. But now I want it, I wanted him to give us an update on the debunking wars, because it seems like we're still there's they're still going. And here's the thing. No matter what the hell goes on with this. I mean, it's crazy to, to see it happen, to see the, the close ups, to see the reverse image images where you actually can see almost like vapor trails around these orbs, the orbs. These are the same types of things that I had in my head with the many uh what i considered a, at least for a while unimpeachable uh, uh testimony from former uh former rocket scientists for the government or for military who have said that during nuclear bomb testing nuclear missile testing that they had seen some of these missiles being disabled in midair from 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 orbs from objects that were able to flit around a missile in flight as effortlessly as we are seeing right here with this this uh you know this produced video for the uh the, the flight 370 now so all you know you you might have seen it where the you know this one guy he's he's explaining how these this orb will come around to one end of a of a missile you know a beam of light will come out wrap around to the other side this is all while it's in flight not while it's sitting standing still so again you're talking about objects that completely defy everything we know about physics and motion so i said oh that kind of you know that's kind of what i had in my head with all the testimony i've heard about that over the years and then of course you know that that anti-gravitic technology at least in prototype form was confirmed in the late 1930s We've got the Nazi bell. We've got, um, as far as, uh, we've got the Philadelphia experiment. Uh, we've got Montauk. There's just so many things here that that we have a, a background for that really does, doesn't make this too crazy. It's crazy to see it actually happen, to see a, an object be whisked away to another place. You know, where the hell they, that is, we don't know. We know that the flight manifest was very interesting, that there was not only a whole bunch of biological researchers on there, but at least 20 superconductor engineers. Um, but, you know, where did they all go? Why was there at, was there a lithium-ion battery fire in there? And, and was this then just used as an opportunity to, was it a rescue mission? You know, did you try, you know, why did you use a commercial jet to really flex your muscle on this on this tech that you have, if it's all true. All of that withstanding, nobody knows where the hell the plane is. That's right. The, the, the plane is gone. The, We're talking the about plane, a plane. The aircraft absolutely vanished in despite one of the most far-reaching search efforts in human history for a missing aircraft. It, it's never been found. So it, it is it's actually the most expensive. It was. I don't know if it's been uh, eclipsed since, but in 2014, the search and rescue operation for that plane 
was the the most expensive ever in aviation history. You have a 777 that went down in the Indian Ocean and you didn't find anything but a piece of a flap that washed up in Madagascar or something like a year later. Right. That would have been a pretty interesting debris field. And it would With have been the ID number problem. missing. Strange. Yeah. That's, you know, another crazy coincidence. If you believe in coincidences, please contact me. I can sell you a bridge real cheap. It happens to be near uh, where uh, our friend Frank lives in New York. Yeah, I love I love the I love but I love these stories. I love digging into them. And I really do think that it's um, it's almost like going to the newsstand and men in black where they say, hey, we got to go hit the stand. And we, we, you, they go there and they grab the Inquirer and all the, the tabloids. And they say, uh, Tommy Lee Jones essentially says that some of the best information around is in these things. That everybody ignores it because it's uh, they think it's all bunk. Yeah, no, I think that that's not far from the truth because we know the mainstream horror media, all they do is gaslight and lie to the American people, which is why their audience is dwindling and Al Gore is freaking out. Mm -hmm. Al Gore and these sycophants and these globalists, the people beholden to the World Economic Forum and the United Nations and the Rothschilds, they're really, really, really upset that we, the people, are starting to turn away from the mainstream media in droves, especially young people. You show me a teenager, you show me a person in college, show me somebody in their mid-20s or early 30s who tunes into CNN or MSNBC on a daily basis, and I'll show you a freak of nature. Indeed. All right. Inspire the fire. I like that. Maybe that'll be the title for this one. But, you know, the reason we wanted to cover MH370X, guys, is not because we know that footage is real and this technology exists. It does remind me, though, of Werner Von Braun warning Carol Rosin that the last card they would play is the alien deception card, the UFO card, the alien card. And he told her over and over and over again for four years, and it will all be a lie. So if this kind of indistinguishable from witchcraft, indistinguishable from alien or off-world technology exists, and it's in the hands of the deep state, well, we've got to sound the alarm. We've got to sound the alarm and wake people up because uh, we've been wondering what that next false flag will be as they lose total control, Frank, and it very well could be an alien deception. Indeed. All right, my friend, I know you got to fly. Remind us how people can find your excellent show on a daily basis. Well, speaking of aliens, uh, tonight I will be live. I don't know when this gets posted, but for an example, tonight, every weeknight, 7 p.m., you can find me at quitefrankly.tv. The first hour is, is broadcast across the board from the 7 o'clock show, and the second hour is exclusively live on quitefrankly.tv, or you can watch the whole thing there. Uh, no paywall, nothing like that. Just trying to uh, invest a little bit of time into independence going into 2024, just so that there's no major rugs pulled out from underneath us. And uh, tonight, I've got Timothy Alberino coming on the show to talk a little bit about the time that he just spent in Peru investigating those the the the, the hovercraft minor face peeler story. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't, but I know who that person is. And I watched an entire interview you did with him. And he does believe, and I like him. I think he's very, very bright. Followed him for a long time, even when I believed in the UFO thing and that they were visiting us from off world. I know he still believes that, I think. And I'm okay with that. I don't personally believe that anymore, but uh, that'll be an interesting show. You would you would have a lot of fun with him talking about his book uh, Birthright, as far as the trans the transhumanist uh, future. Um, very very deep into Christian eschatology as well. So there is a, there's a lot there. I think that you would actually find. Um, find of uh, a merit to talk to him about i can see you guys really hitting it off but that should be good 
uh, weeknight, seven o'clock, quite frankly, dot TV. And, uh, and thank you so much, Sean. I can't wait to have you back in the new year. Yeah, I'm anxious to do it. I'm excited to do it. I'm coming on for like 10 minutes on what is it? New Year's Eve. We're doing that or the day after no, no, no. next next Thursday. I'm doing a Christmas roundup and I oh, and it's I, Christmas. I, yeah, right. I've so, got it on my calendar. I appreciate the invite. Yeah. So, so Sean will be on to say Merry Christmas to everybody next week. If you want to see him quickly, it'll be Sean and as many other friends as I can that can fit in in two hours. And uh, that'll be a, a nice way to to pretty much wrap up Christmas week for me. All right, my friend. Well, thank you for your copious amount of time today. By the way, guys, here's just a social cues note. If you're at a party and you're proselytizing about all this deep state stuff and people seem to be interested and then about an hour into it, you ask them one more leading question and they go, right. That's when you know it's time to wrap it up. <laughs> you got to learn how to read cues, friends. I know Frank's got to go. Frank, thank you, man. We love you. Take care. Take care, my brother. All right. You guys can find him on Twitter at Political Orgy. And uh, I'll leave a link below to the other good stuff. Our guest has been Frank from Quite Frankly. I want to thank you all for tuning in today so very much from the bottom of my heart. Without you guys listening and sharing this stuff within your sphere of social media, there'd be no point in doing it. And what we're trying to do is fight for humanity and provide an antidote to the propaganda coming from people like Elizabeth Warren, Al Gore, the House of Rothschild, and that puppet masquerading as a president, Joe Biden. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in. I'll remind you every single day for free. Check us out for free at sgtreport.com. That is the antidote to corporate propaganda and all of those mockingbird CIA mainstream media lies. God bless you and yours. Bye-bye. I think it will be a, a combination of gold and silver with blockchain. That type of thing would work. I think that there's a lot of evidence that the government's working towards something like that. But at the same time, we still have to get from here to there. We have to destroy the old system. And that's going to be really hard for, I mean, how long have we been in this in this crazy world? Over, uh, what, uh, 1913 when they invented the Fed. This is a long process for fiat money to actually die. And it will die. They are literally printing hundreds of trillions of dollars. This is the end game. They're just not telling people. And every other country is doing that too.